Well, welcome to Odds and Ends with Mike Tice, week 12 of the 100th season of the National Football League. Wow, it's going fast. There's only a couple of more weeks left. There's only one week of bye games. Let's talk about right away here those bye teams. You have the Arizona Cardinals at 3-7-1. and one. They're getting better, but they lost last week 36-26 to the San Francisco 49ers. The Chiefs are on a bye as well as the Chargers coming out of that big game in Mexico City. The Chiefs got to 7-4, beating the Chargers 24-17, and the Chargers got to 4-7, losing to the Chiefs 24-17 in Mexico City. The Minnesota Vikings are 8-3, after that huge 27-23 comeback win in the fourth quarter, led by quarterback Kirk Cousins over the Broncos, they get a bye. They're 8-3. and three. The Packers play the 49ers this week. We'll talk about that game in a moment. And let's see if the Minnesota Vikings, when they come back from the bye, will be tied with the Packers for the division lead in the NFC North. We've got a couple great guests coming up. We've got tight end Jacob Hollister coming out of the bye week for the Seattle Seahawks. They're headed to Philly. We'll talk to him today. And we have my friend, offensive coordinator of the two wins in a row, Cleveland Browns. My friend Todd Munkin will be on as a guest today. Before we get to today's interviews, let's talk a little bit about the great games the NFL has on their slate this week. I think the Cowboys at the Patriots is going to be one heck of a game. If the Cowboys don't turn the football over, I think they're going to have a good chance to win that game. Jaguars at the Titans. Titans coming out of a bye, which is always dangerous. I've liked the Titans all year. They come off a big win uh, the week before the bye. Uh, Like the head coach, Mike Vrabel, and the way his football team plays. The Packers at the Niners. Wow, that's going to be a heck of a game. The Packers coming off that 36 26 win over Arizona, and the Packers are coming out of a bye game. Gosh, don't forget the Ravens and the Rams on Monday night. The Ravens are just blistering hot behind Jackson, the quarterback. He's doing such a great job. Broncos at the Bills, two excellent defenses. Maybe they'll score 20 points in that game, probably score a little bit more than that. Panthers at the Saints. The Saints' defense is a lot better than I thought and much better than advertised. That's going to be a tough matchup for the Panthers. Seahawks at Eagles. Wow, Uh, that's going to be a tremendous game. The Seahawks are coming out of a bye. The Eagles uh, lost 2017 to the Patriots. And the Lions at the Redskins. The Lions have lost a lot of tough games this year. But they've got an excellent offense, which to me is a little bit surprising. Quarterback Matt Stafford is out, but the Lions should be tough against the Redskins. And the Raiders, they travel to New York to play the Jets, coming off that 17-10 win over the Bengals. Well, we'll be back in a minute with my guests and more of Odds and Ends with Mike Tice. I got the horse right here, the name is Paul Revere, and here's a guy that says if the weather's clear, can do, can do, this guy says the horse can do. Well, welcome back to Odds and Ends with Mike Tyson. I am very fortunate to have another tight end on the show with me, another Seahawk tight end. 
And that is Jacob Hollister, the Seattle Seahawk from Bend, Oregon, getting a chance to come home and play for the Seattle Seahawks. And welcome to the show, Jacob. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I want to ask you a question. What was the team that you rooted for growing up? Was the 49ers? Was it Oakland? Was it the Seahawks? Who did you root for growing up? Yeah, that's, that's tough because I was actually a quarterback growing up. So I, know that. I was really just, yeah, so I was really just uh, rooting for the quarterback. And I love Brett Favre, so I was kind of actually a Packers fan. Oh, okay. Um, but when it came to like going to games, the only NFL games I had gone to was the, the Seahawks games. So yeah. we were always kind of like, that was our hometown team. Well, I grew up in New York, and I grew up a Giants fan, and I told somebody on the show a couple of weeks ago, I grew up following Joe Namath because I, too, was a high school quarterback and actually played quarterback at the University of Maryland. And, yeah. uh, and I came to the Seahawks, and about three days into camp, they, they asked me, do you want to go home or do you want to go to tight end? Well, that made that easy. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I know, I know that feeling. That well, was exactly it, pretty much for uh, for me in junior college. Well, you know, I want to talk to about a little bit about your career and starting with high school. I read something the other day. Uh, Bend, Oregon. You were the quarterback at Bend in the first state title in Bend, Oregon since 1940. I mean, that is one hell of an accomplishment. Congratulations on that. That must have really felt great. I appreciate it. Yeah, it really did, honestly. Our uh, our group back when I was there was pretty special. It was just a really, really close-knit group of guys, and uh, you really felt like you were just we had like the whole city on our backs. So it was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. Kind of like a smaller town over there. And it was, a, it was a really cool feeling bringing that home. Yeah. I was down for a wedding for a coach Del Rio's son. Luke got married down at the, uh, black, black Butte ranch and uh, oh, yeah. their sisters, Oregon. So that's not too far from Ben. And that is one beautiful part of the country. Let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice area out there. Yeah, it really is. So Josh Allen, were you guys teammates at Wyoming? And if, if so, for how long? And did he throw you any balls? <laughs> yeah, we were. Um, so he was actually my, my like second year there. He was my – I hosted him when he came to visit. Okay. And he was in JUCO uh, Junior College over in California at the time too. So, you know, I like to take credit that I got him to go to Wyoming. And then uh, and then from there he was my quarterback over there for two years. So that was, yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah, and he had a great week last week. Uh, the offensive line coach of Buffalo, Bobby Johnson, is a dear friend of mine. I told Bobby okay. that they almost put up a 40-burger last week, so that would have yeah. been – that would have been fun, and so. But let's talk about your career in the NFL. You uh, were traded uh, back in the spring from New England to the Seahawks, and h- how did that feel to be, you know, wanted enough that somebody traded for you? But also, uh, how did it feel that you were with New England, a, you know, a great, great franchise, just like the Seahawks? Tell us a little bit about your time in New England and what it felt like to be traded back home. Yeah, my time in New England was awesome. You know, obviously, I came out as a they took me on as a free agent, so mm-hmm. they actually gave me a pretty good free agent offer, so that, that meant a lot to me, and and uh, me and my brother actually signed there together, so oh, cool. it was pretty pretty awesome playing over there for two years with my brother, and, and you know, obviously a lot of experienced guys and coaches over there that I just learned a ton from, and I think, you know, for the start of my career is a great place to be, and obviously we got a Super Bowl ring, so that was incredible, and, and then, uh, yeah, getting traded over here was pretty surreal at the time because it was my first time kind of going through that process but Mm -hmm. you know within two hours I was headed on a plane over here and but uh really like right when I stepped off the plane it kind of felt like I was back home it felt really good to be here so uh, it's just been awesome yeah you're used to the rainy weather 
So, uh, yeah. Yeah. so let's talk about your playing time. So, unfortunately, uh, Disley gets injured. He was having a great year. You get promoted off the practice squad. Uh, you were last seen on the field before the bye with eight catches for 62 yards and a big TD and an overtime win against the 49ers. And incidentally, the week before, in another overtime against uh, another overtime game against Tampa, you caught four balls with two TDs. I mean, it must be feel it must feel great to be able to come off the practice squad, get involved, actually involved in the offense, uh, be a part of the passing game. Of course, Russell's having a great year. Tell the fans about that feeling of you know coming in and right away contributing. Yeah, obviously it feels great because I said. Uh... Like even when I was on the practice squad, I feel like I, you know, I prepared the same way as I do now, and mm-hmm. and uh, so I was just I was constantly trying to stay prepared to play, and then uh, when I got the opportunity, I was really yeah, just really glad that I could kind of contribute right away, and obviously building that com- that chemistry with Russ has been big, and mm-hmm. he does an amazing job, so he makes it easy on everybody. Yeah, he prepares extremely well. My bro- my son and Russell were roommates at at Wisconsin. Okay. My, my son's claim to fame is he was Russell Wilson's backup. But <laughs> but uh, Ed Dixon's coming back this week. He's been hurt, uh, really banged up the last couple of years with some knee stuff. Luke Wilson's got a little hamstring. You're probably a big part. I don't want to go into it. Big part of the, the game plan this week. I'm sure Dixon's going to get a little run in there and get his legs underneath him. But uh, it, let's move on to the Philadelphia Eagles. They they're back healthy. You know they were banged up earlier in the season. They're back healthy. They're running the ball real well. Uh, they have. Uh, they, it looks like they're going to get Nigel Bradham back this week at linebacker. This Nate Jerry, the kid from Nebraska, is uh, a starter now. He wasn't a starter early in the year. He's got two INTs, and uh, yeah. and he leads second in the team in tackles. Talk a little bit about their linebacker core and a couple of other game records, if if you want to, please. Yeah, really, their whole defense is is really talented. It's funny. Uh, I actually played against Gary in. Uh, uh, when he was at Nebraska and he was playing safety at the time, mm-hmm. so uh, it's cool seeing him make that transition. And he's a yeah, like you said, he's a talented player, really athletic. Um, and their front four is you know really talented, also uh, just with Graham, Cox, Barnett, really, really all the guys. They're just really talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and their secondary does a great job too. So it's just going to be important for us to be aggressive and um, just make our mark early and just uh, make sure we're all on the same page. And and as opposed to the great crowd at uh, at home, you're going to have to deal with that uh, Philadelphia crowd <laughs> yeah. that has been known to be a little bit of a bunch of turds in the past. But uh, <laughs> it, the weather looks like it's going to be good. It might be some yeah. precipitation. It's going to be in the high 40s, so that shouldn't be a factor. You guys are used to playing outside in the rain. So I, I think it's going to be a great challenge for you guys. And how, how's the week of preparation going? Yeah, it's been great. I feel like uh, coming off a of bye week, you just want to make sure that guys, you know, kind of get back into their routines. And you know, a lot of guys are traveling right. out of the city for for their bye week. So coming back and just being around the guys, and I feel like everyone's feeling good and ready to go this week. Yeah, and you guys are fairly healthy. There are a couple little boo boos out there, but nothing big. So, well, listen, I know you want to get going. You got practice to get to. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, coming on the show. And uh, best of luck in Philly this weekend. And then next week, uh, you got the big Monday night game against my other team because those are two, okay. my two teams, the Seahawks and the Vikings. Okay. So best of luck the rest of the way, and thanks for coming on. We'll do it again down the road. 
Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. All right, man. Be good. All right. You too. Well, welcome back to Odds and Ends with Mike Tice, and I'm really excited to have my next guest, the offensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns, Todd Munkin. They've won two games straight. Todd, how's it going this week? It's great. Uh, Always better when you're winning and and when you're playing better. Yeah, and you guys have got the four and six right now, uh, coming off the big win against the Steelers. Week before that, beat the Buffalo Bills. I think things are going in the in the perfect direction for you guys right now. The Dolphins coming up, they're two and eight. They are coming off a tough loss to the Bills, and the week before they beat the Colts. So you never know in this league, week to week, uh, what can happen. But how are the practices going this week, and and how's it going with getting uh, Kareem Hunt back and getting his legs underneath him? Well, it's been great. You know, obviously when you couple in a row practices seem to have a little bit mm-hmm. you know nicer vibe to it you yep. know you can see the light at the end of the tunnel you're still in the playoff hunt mm-hmm. uh, you know what the schedule is we played the hardest part of our schedule and they're all hard but obviously as you you look forward to two games you'll have an opportunity to win and, and we're looking forward to playing the Dolphins this week and like you said a couple of weeks ago uh, went to Indianapolis and won so any team is capable on any given weekend because of the talent level, and everybody's got talented players. And if you don't, uh, if you don't show up and play well, you can get beat. Yeah, and that's that's absolutely the case. And you guys have a bunch of talented players. One guy that's just having a fantastic year for you guys is running back Nick Chubb. He's got a thousand and eleven yards rushing to this point. Six touchdowns. You guys are 12th in the league in rushing. That's a really good number to have, especially now as we get into November and start to eke our way into December. Tell the fans a little bit about, you know, Nick Chubb, the kind of year he's having and what to look forward for him going uh, the rest of the way. Well, you're right about being able to run the football. And for the most part, we have been able to. And that's a credit to, you know, James Campen and the guys that designed the run game and our whole line and, and obviously Nick. And he's a tremendous player, downhill guy, one-cut guy, uh, blue-collar, comes to work every day, wants to be a great player. And so, you know, having that luxury, and you mentioned earlier, Mike, you know, getting Kareem Hunt a couple weeks ago after Mm -hmm. the, you know, the eight games that that he had to sit out. And now it's just for us just a matter of how we utilize both players. Mm -hmm. How do we get them both touches Mm -hmm. and utilize their skill set, which is a good problem to have. It is a good problem to have. And Kareem Hunt is so explosive. He adds another explosive element to your offense. And I want to segue over to the explosive part of your offense. You guys, in an overall explosive mode, if you will, comparing runs and pass explosives, you guys are fifth in the league. Uh, You're averaging 12% of your plays are going for explosive gains. Those are big chunks of yardage. Minnesota, just for uh, uh, reference, is number one. They're 13%. You guys are right there as one of the most explosive offenses in the league. And now getting Kareem Hunt back to go along with that great receiving core you guys have, I I think you guys could really – uh, knock the wind out of some people's sails down the down the stretch here. Well, there's no doubt we've got explosive players, and it goes back to we've been able to run the football, and it feels like uh, for most of the games we've had a chance to. And 
as you well know, if you're going to run for a decent amount of yards somewhere in there, you're getting explosive runs. It's yep. hard to, yep. you know, you're not going to average rushing the ball 150 yards a game and yet get four yards a carry. I mean, you're going to have to pop a few. I think our guys done a great job of scheming them up, getting Kareem back in the mix, obviously having the receiving core that we've got, and Baker's ability to extend plays really adds to that, you know, mm-hmm. with his feet. He's, um, if there's one thing, is he's a developing player, but he is uh, as good as I've been around outside the pocket. Yeah, he does a nice job of extending plays, as most of, if not all of the, I'm thinking of Brady when I say most of, uh, most of the quarterbacks that are red hot in the league right now, like Russell Wilson, like the kid, the rookie in Arizona, all of those players can extend plays, and that's really it's kind of what the the Kansas City Mahomes. It's kind of what the league has come to, and you guys have one of those quarterbacks, and in Baker, and I think that's going to really help you guys as you guys grow and move forward as a football team. Let's move over to uh, the differential in turnovers. It's something that I know you guys have talked about. You talked about it at length during the bye week. You guys are minus four in the turnover differential. Is that something that coming out of the bye you guys addressed? and have focused on because your turnover differential has been really good as of late. Well, it's funny you say that. You know, you talk about it every week, so you're you're constantly, you know, trying to reiterate what wins and loses in the league, which we obviously know, number one, is how do you create turnovers and how do you not turn over? Well, part of it is, crazy enough, usually if you can run the football, you're shrinking your margin for error and throwing four interceptions, you're able to run it and stay in front of the the chains and you know we'd gotten down in games early probably baker pressed a little bit he's a competitive guy that put us at risk we had a, a few free things happen to us at, at uh, new england where we had like a shovel pass and mm-hmm. then nick chubb never fumbles fumbled so i do think that uh, baker is conscientious of it he's not a guy in my mind that in his career is going to be a guy that throws a lot of interceptions and and we haven't the last few weeks including the Denver game, those were all close games. You know, mm-hmm. we were all able to stay within our offense, run and pass, uh, stay in front of the chains and not put ourselves where we had to throw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I really like what you guys have done since you've come out of the bye. You seem to be really have addressed the turnover issue. You're playing more efficient football. Certainly the numbers prove you guys are explosive. Defense does a solid job and Let's call, talk about, speaking of turnover differential, let's talk about the, your game against the Dolphins this week, and I'll let you go. I know you're busy. You're 13. They are 13, minus 13 in the turnover differential. They can't help themselves. They are playing a little bit better football. You got guys like the linebacker Jerome Baker, who leads the team in tackles. You got Taco Charlton, the big uh, sack guy there. He has four. And then Bobby McCain. Uh, has two interceptions. Talk a little bit about uh, game records for the Dolphins, if you will, and, and what your approach is going to be, uh, or at least what you can tell us, tell the fans about uh, your approach to the Dolphin game this week. Well, like you said, I mean, they've, they've made a decision as an organization to rebuild, mm-hmm. and they've got a lot of young, developing players, especially on the defensive side, mm-hmm. that are playing really, really hard and really, really sound. And as a team, they're one of the least penalized teams. They haven't created a lot of turnovers. They've turned it over a little bit, but 
you wouldn't look at them defensively and probably say, oh, wow, there's a uh, a game record per se, right. other than you would better be ready to extend your time clock up front. They're the New England style where they try to turn into a one-on-one game, mm-hmm. a lot of jam fronts, a lot of man coverage. So you're going to have to, when you win up one-on-ones down the field, you're going to have to handle their stunts because they try to, you know, get you in a lot of five O's and then run games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going to have to handle those things per se by scheme much more than because you know since the year has started. I mean, who they you know uh, the Howard kid at corners are playing. They traded for Talib. He's not playing. They mm-hmm. traded Fitzpatrick. Um, you know, there's just been a number of guys they've they've just retooled or you know basically retooled the roster. So they're playing a lot of young guys that are you can tell are getting better. They're playing hard. We just got to be able to make sure that um, we're on top of our game, so we don't give them anything. And you, you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're going to hopefully give you a couple extra possessions. Hopefully, they'll turn the ball over. I'm looking forward to watching the game. Uh, I'd like to see you guys. I know you would too. Get get that three in a row, and then, boy, I tell you, it seems like you tell me I could be wrong. I'm getting a little old. It seems like you win a game, you relax a little bit more, you know, and and you're not pressing. And I see that with you guys right now where you're playing better, you're relaxing a little bit more, the talent is starting to show up. So, uh, you know, best of luck against the Dolphins and get, get, getting to five and six would be nice, wouldn't it? No doubt. It's been a while since we've been one game, you know, below 500. So it's just, again, just getting yourself in position, like you said, from a confidence standpoint. Well, have a great rest of the week of preparation. I know there's a little bit of work left to do. Say hi to the family. Go get the win, and we'll talk to you down the road, Monk. All right, Mike. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Thanks a lot, man. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Odds and Ends with Mike Tice. I really want to thank my guest, tight end of the Seattle Seahawks, Jacob Hollister. Really doing a great job for the Seahawks since coming off of the practice squad. And I want to thank my buddy, offensive coordinator Todd Munkin of the Cleveland Browns, who have won two games in a row. They take on the Miami Dolphins this week. We'll be taking a break next week, Thanksgiving week, and we'll be back in two weeks with Odds and Ends with Mike Tice. Don't forget, you can tweet us at Odds and Ends Pod. That's O-D-D-S, the letter N, E-N-D-S Pod. You can email us at oddsandends at gmail.com. Hope all your games are winning games, and I hope all of your picks are winning picks. You can tune in on YouTube and see our Odds and Ends with Mike Tice on YouTube, where I'll pick three games and give you my Game of the Week. I've hit three Game of the Weeks in a row. Let's see if we can make it four. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Have a great week of football.